G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Always good on a Thursday to welcome Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Ashley Saunders, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. It's great to be with you and with your listeners. Ashley, uh, quickly, uh, just one of those issues that is a development on one of the most important things we've been talking about uh, now for months uh, Malcolm Turnbull's granted an extension to the panel that's conducting the Religious Freedom Review. Uh, what are your thoughts on the fact that there is an extension? Oh, they very clearly need one. Uh, the amazing number of submissions received, over 17,000, uh, indicates that this is something that uh, really is very important to people both of faith and of no faith. And the submissions that they've received have um, uh, ha- have been both from people with a faith basis saying, you said last year that redefining marriage was not going to have the consequences we told you about. Now make sure that those consequences don't become a reality. And they've also received a number of submissions, many submissions, from those who were in favour of the Marriage Act being changed, uh, who told us last year that there were no consequences uh, and who are now saying there are far too many religious exemptions, we need to wind them back. Uh, They're framing this in the context of discrimination and they're saying it's not lawful or it ought not be lawful for Christians to discriminate and Christian schools and so on to discriminate in the areas of employment. So this is a very real issue and uh, in order to get through those submissions and to give a report that I'm sincerely praying is more than just a wishy-washy nothing, uh, I'm really praying that. Uh, And yet at the same time, as you know, Neil, from our previous conversations, I do fear that uh, the panel does not really understand or appreciate the the reality of rising hostility in Australia towards Christians. So I think uh, having an extension, if they're going to do their job properly, is a good idea. Well, they were due to report on the 31st of March. Uh, The new date is now May the 18th. I learned the other day, Ashley Saunders, in a conversation, there are just three people on the Secretariat supporting the expert panel doing the Religious Freedom Review. And with more than 16,000 submissions, there was, there was this thought that, uh, that, you know, we all shuddered with. We thought, uh, how does just such a small number of people give any adequate consideration to more than 16,000 public submissions. So the idea of an extension, I suppose we ought to see that as a good thing. Uh, Breathe a sigh of relief that at least there'll be more attention given to those details. Uh, So let's expect something uh, from May the 18th, as you say. We don't know which way we'll go. If I can just cut in, you're subject to one thing, and that is that um, as those listeners who pay attention to politics will be aware... May the 18th comes the week after the budget is handed down and so I sincerely hope that this very important report will not be lost uh, in discussion about the budget. A very good point and uh, something that we will monitor along in the weeks ahead in the lead up to uh, that new deadline. 
Ashley, the South Australian state election, uh, 16 years in government for Labor, they'll be replaced by the Liberals. Uh, what are your thoughts on the outcome that's happened in South Australia? One of the things that surprised me and surprised many people is that the result was in fact known on Saturday night. And um, uh, there had been uh, all manner of expert commentators saying that with uh, SA Best, with Nick Xenophon, with um, Corey Bernardi's party, that, uh, that there were some unknowns and it was unlikely to be known for some time. And yet um, SA Best didn't pick up a sim- single lower house seat. And, uh, and the Corey Bernardi uh, effect um, seems not to have been a major issue either. And in fact, uh, Robert Brokenshire, um, for those listeners outside of South Australian, Robert Brokenshire was uh, a Liberal in the upper house who then... Uh, when uh, Bob Day's Family First party was started, uh, Robert Brokenshire went across to Family First. And then uh, this time last year, when Family First merged with Australian Conservatives, he obviously became an Australian Conservatives uh, member. And uh, all indications are that he has not been re-elected. And, uh, and so he has lost his seat. A very fine Christian man uh, has lost his seat. So uh, SA Best and the Australian Conservatives... Those didn't really appear to be factors. Uh, Liberal um, absolute majority in the lower house. Uh, In terms of the upper house, it looks like it's going to be a hung upper house and um, the Labor and SA Best representatives are already saying that they're going to oppose some of the Liberals' agenda and so we'll see how that goes. Well, listeners to a special broadcast last Friday might remember that Robert Brokenshire uh, from the Upper House, a member of the Australian Conservatives, that you've just uh, uh, let us in on, uh, he's he's lost his seat there. Uh, People will be very disappointed with that because he made a tremendous contribution to our commentary and it'll be a tremendous loss in the South Australian Upper House uh, to lose that Christian voice. Uh, I had uh, tremendous respect for him as he was delivering uh, a level of commentary that uh, you expect from a mature Christian believer and someone who's really right across the political spectrum. So uh, a real loss in South Australia. Uh, let's talk about the fires. Uh, southeast New South Wales, South West, uh, Southwest Victoria too. Um, there's been some significant things that have been happening with those fires, a dreadful tragedy. Uh, but there's a, a reminder in there about who's really in control, Ashley Saunders. Uh, yes, there is. We live in a culture that really likes to think that we are in control and so much so much of the mental health ep- epidemic um, that, that's sweeping across the Western uh, world is really when people feel out of control and so much, so much of the treatment is really based on how you can get a sense of being in control and yet um, these tragic circumstances um, are a reminder that we are so dependent upon God that in a culture that values being in control, uh, one of the things that I find very sobering for myself is to constantly remind myself that I am dependent upon God even for the air that I breathe, so that I am only alive by his grace. And uh, these tragic circumstances do remind us that, uh, that we are not in control. Uh, our hearts go out to those who have been affected. Uh, fires and floods are horrible things to live through. Um, I've not lived through fires, I've lived through floods and I've lived through earthquake. Um, And natural disasters are terrible things to live through and yet they do remind us, as a sobering reminder, that we are dependent upon God 
uh, even for our existence. It is a sober reminder and a reminder also for Christian believers to keep those victims of the bushfire uh, having lost their property and uh, more than 108 homes and businesses as I understand uh, where the figures are at uh, to keep them in our prayers. Ashley, let's uh, just lift our sights across the ocean for a moment. The African-American Muslim police officer in Minneapolis who allegedly shot dead Australian woman Justine Ruschek. Uh, he's been charged with third-degree murder. Uh, but there's some deeper things you're observing about uh, some racial tensions emerging. Uh, yes, that's right. And so um, most of your listeners would be aware that there are some very clear racial divides in America uh, based on culture and values and poverty and so on. And so it, it, what's happening in Minneapolis are two things, I guess. Firstly, there are those who are coming to the defence of the police officer, saying that as an immigrant African-American Muslim man, that all the cards are stacked against him. And of course, when something goes wrong, he's the sort of fellow that you're going to to take to the wall uh, over what's happened. At the same time, there are people saying, well, what about the the black fellow that was shot by the white police officer in uh, in St. Louis, Missouri? What about these other... Uh, black people who've been shot by white police officers. And so we need to be aware that in seeking to do justice to this young Australian woman who was shot dead, um, other issues are very likely to emerge. Some are already emerging, and we need to watch that space, I think. Okay, let's keep our sights overseas for a few moments. Uh, Russia and the World Cup. Uh, You've got a few thoughts about some things developing there by way of uh, motives. Yeah, overnight, um, the uh, British Foreign Secretary, Boris Johnson, was appearing before the uh, Parliament's uh, Foreign Affairs Committee, and a Labor member of that committee likened uh, what Putin is doing with, uh, with the World Cup this year to being like what Hitler was trying to do with the Olympics in 1936, and uh, to, in a sense, uh, bolster support at home and to... Um, uh, woo uh, overseas leaders and the thing that interested me was that when the, uh, the the Labor member on that committee said that Boris Johnson as the Foreign Affairs Secretary didn't um, didn't deny that he just said yes I, I think there are some similarities now in in university debating once you refer to Hitler and the Nazis you've already lost and yet um, uh, what I find amazing is that at a parliamentary level in Britain because of what's happened uh, not only recently but a few years ago about uh, actual or suspected Russian involvement in the the death of people um, that um, the world is starting to see Russia in a different light and it will be interesting to see whether a new Cold War develops or exactly what Putin will do, what Russia will do, how they will use the World Cup to try and improve their image overseas. Okay, we'll monitor that along too. And just before I let you go, Ashley Saunders, uh, bringing some attention back home because a major controversy developing with the Victorian state government, Uh, of course they'll have an election later this year, I'm pretty sure it's November, there's a slated time for an election in Victoria, but the Victorian Ombudsman has handed down a report uh, that more than 20 ALP MPs were involved in misusing their allowances. Uh, this is a significant concern, isn't it? Uh, it is a concern, and uh, the amount of money that was involved was almost $400,000. Uh, and uh, although the Ombudsman says that uh, she believes that they acted in good faith, that they were nonetheless wrong, and uh, it has been said that the money has been repaid, but uh, 
more than 20 MPs, almost $400,000. Um, but get this, the government has spent, it is said, about a million dollars on trying to stop this inquiry. And so the government tried to close down the Ombudsman's uh, inquiry by going to the Victorian Supreme Court, and then they went to the Court of Appeal, and then they went to the High Court uh, trying to close this down. They recognised how damaging uh, it would be for them politically. But at a public policy level, um, what really interests me is that about a million dollars has been spent on something where the misuse was less than half that. And so it indicates the lengths to which the Victorian government was willing to go. And as we prepare for the Victorian state election, you can guarantee that the Liberal opposition will use both things. They'll use, firstly, what the Ombudsman has found, and secondly, they will use the process issue, that is, the extent to which the government went to try and shut it down. As we prepare for that election, it will be really interesting to see how that develops. And Aussies just despise this idea of a lack of transparency, uh, where there's cover-ups involved, and as I've heard this described by some commentators, uh, uh, just extreme hypocrisy there from the Victorian government. So we'll certainly be monitoring that along too. Ashley Saunders, uh, thank you so much for your update once again. I'll point people to the Family Voice Australia website, fava.org.au. Ashley Saunders, uh, great commentary again this morning. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Uh, thank you, Neil. It's great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.